Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast. Back here with another episode. Another one for you folks. Another one. This is a lovely... We're just getting started too. We are just getting started. Mm -hmm. At the time that you're probably hearing this, it is the month of May. Unless you're listening to this in June, then we'd release this in May. Then disregard that last statement. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) with that being said, Thomas, do you know what the month of May is? I do. What is it? It is Women's Health Awareness Month. Mm, Women's Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Now, for this topic, we have to bring in a special guest for this. Because two dudes talking about women's health. That would be considered mansplaining, I believe, is the uh, correct term. I've actually I've never heard mansplaining, to be really? honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten called out for mansplaining Ooh, a few times. Fair enough. Sorry. (laughs) You have learned. I have. So that's a great thing to do. They were always to learn, which is why we have this podcast as well. So we hope that you learn a few things in here. Am I right? You are correct, Mr. Uh Callum. (laughs) So for this month, we brought in a special person for this special topic. She is an integral integral part. Did I use that right? You did. Integral part of the P13 machine helps this machine moving. SpaceX employee. Outdoor activity extraordinaire and professional badass, Miss Chantal Morgan. Hello, Chantal. Hello. What's up, guys? Hello. As many of you know, she is a coach at P13 as well. You may see her on some of the virtuals and also with the in-person classes. Yes. Getting more exposure to the in-person. It's been extremely fun to bring Chantal uh, onto the team at Project 13, and she's been a great fit. Uh, you know, totally vibes with all the P13 members. And, uh, and so we really wanted to, you know, and she's been, we'll, we'll let her talk a little bit about her background in a second. But, um, you know, she's been uh, seriously training for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the big reason why we wanted to bring her on this podcast one to introduce her as a coach to our listeners and to our members, for those of you that not, have not met her in the gym. And then also um, just to provide perspective through her experience. Absolutely. Um, you know, because for those of you that don't know, uh, Project 13 actually has a pretty balanced uh, uh, gender split. So it's about 50-50 uh, male to female. And um, we really pride ourselves on creating an environment where a lot of our ladies feel comfortable. And, you know, it's, it's fun for us to be able to teach them uh, and empower them through, through health and fitness. Like a lot of ladies will talk about how, um, they've gotten stronger, they've gotten stronger, but then also what they learn, uh, they carry with them outside of the gym. So best example is bench press. A lot of ladies have a hard time or don't know how to set up on bench press. And so when they go to a gym, if they're traveling or something like that, they never feel comfortable going in and setting up in the rig, um, and so that's one thing I hear a lot in terms of feedback from our ladies is that, you know, I had this really cool moment where I went into the gym, I knew exactly how to set up on bench press, like no one felt the need to help me um, and things like that. So that's really cool. But, uh, but yeah, Chantel has a lot of perspective through her own experience. And that's really 
what we're excited to bring her on and and have her share about with our listeners. Absolutely. Would you like to introduce yourself to the world, to this podcast world? <laughs> to the world. This is my first podcast. So Love it. honored, honored to be here with you guys. Um, thank you for the great introduction. So um, let's see background. Yeah, I've I've always been athletic, uh, always played sports growing up, soccer, volleyball, crew, um, kind of a wide range. So I've always kind of been in the realm of fitness. Um, but I would say I started lifting probably um probably when I was about 16. Um, I actually started working at a gym in the clothing store, just like an after school job. And so I started hanging around the weight room a little bit more, wasn't really sure kind of what was going on. Um, started to become friends with some of the trainers, perks of working at a gym in a sense when you don't know much is everyone's super excited to help you and kind of take you on and show you the way. So, uh, started lifting around that age and it definitely helped improve my abilities, uh, through soccer and through volleyball and all of that. Um, continued kind of into college, uh, started on the crew team in college, ended up uh, kind of retreating from that due to some injuries, lots of injuries kind of over the cycle, as most people can experience through a lot of sports. So, um, but still always wanted to have kind of that fitness aspect. It was definitely a big part of who I was and kind of like the experiences I had growing up, how I spent my time. Um, so that kind of having that foundation of weightlifting and that knowledge kind of helped me just continue to pursue it, explore different types of weightlifting from straight up bodybuilding kind of focused workouts to CrossFit a little bit to now more functional work, which I think is a great focus of P13. It's, it's a definitely helps set you up for achieving strength in the gym, but also translating it outside of the gym, uh, to your everyday life. So, uh, yeah, just some background there of kind of what I've been involved in and, uh, why I'm excited to join the team. Right on. Uh, so let me backtrack a little bit. So 16, it's interesting. That's a, I feel like that's a very early age for, for weightlifting, at least in my sense. Cause I also had parents, I had my parents were very against it, but that's a whole nother story. And also at that younger age, it's, I'm, it's also my curiosity is because, um, when it comes to like gender discrepancies at back then lifting is not very much perceived as things that ladies would do or females would do now. So how did you, um, kind of break that barrier and, th and made that way into it? Yeah. If you've no, had that experience. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely had that experience. And I think it's, it's interesting looking back because to your point, 16, uh, 16 weightlifting just in general, I think probably people raise their eyebrows. I think that's like the age at which people should start lifting. I think to your point, it's like a whole different topic. Um, lots of research there, but, um, I think as a female lifting, I definitely, definitely got a lot of stares and it's, it's kind of something It still happens to this day. I mean, outside of p13 where like thomas mentioned it's a pretty equal split which is awesome to see but if i'm traveling for work and i go to a gym just in a hotel or whatever it may be we'll definitely get some looks if i'm going over to the squat rack or going over and you know chest pressing bench pressing anything anything with dumbbells or barbells kind of just get some looks and i think to that when i first started it 
it probably for anyone first starting makes you a bit more nervous and um, a little concerned that you're doing something wrong or that people are criticizing you. But I think kind of something that helped me overcome it is like I'm in there to help get stronger um, physically and I'm there to reach some goals, but also gain more confidence just overall. Um, and I think it's just something you have to get past. And those people might be staring because they actually don't know what they're doing. And they're looking to you for cues and you just have no idea. Um, so I think it's it's something that you just kind of have to carry on and make sure you're focusing on what you want to get done in the gym and not not be too concerned with why someone might be kind of more curious or just kind of drawing a little bit more attention than you're used to. I think that's a, that's always a very interesting point. And I love that that is the thing because of the whole gender um, discrepancy that you see. And it's also marketed that way. Am I right? Like when you're navigating through the fitness world, it, I guess earlier on, for sure, when I was younger, at least, I don't know, <laughs> whenever you're hearing this, maybe we're 40 when you hear this. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but that is that was something when I was growing up, it's not, it's predominantly male dominated. And it's, it's not, which is not the case, because there is definitely a lot of value that females can get out of this. Like, talk about some of the experiences you had with like weightlifting, talking about your, your performance with your sports. Like what were you noticing in sports that you were seeing in crew and soccer, volleyball? Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Cause I think to your point for women in fitness and in health, a lot of, um, the marketing is targeted more towards like develop your small muscles, the tiny mm -hmm. little muscles that get you toned. And Tone. I think just that Tone. sentence, yeah, it just, it's, it's not, it shouldn't be that way. It's not, it shouldn't be targeted towards female. I think your reaction to just explains it toned. It's just like, not the word. It's a buzzword. <laughs> it is not a the buzzword. Word. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think um, for sports specifically, I mean, especially for crew, one of the hardest sports I've ever done, it requires a lot I mean, people look at people rowing and think, oh, yeah, that must be an upper body workout, which your arms are the last thing you're using. It's a lot of legs. It's a lot of power. It's a lot of core strength. Um, and I think even just improving on your lifts, improving on your core stability is something that definitely has a direct translation um, to sports. But even when I stopped sports, um, just in everyday life, like moving being able to pick things up and like know how to actually carry weight properly and all of that. Like there's so many different benefits um, that anyone would get from lifting in a gym, but definitely, definitely females taking on that um, weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So kind of talking about the marketing stuff, when you first got into training or at any point, have you in your training journey, have you felt pressure from some of those, marketing sources that you that you see to train in a certain way that society thinks a female should train in yeah i mean if you go so what the first gym that i started working at was um a gym that had multiple site locations kind of a chain in a sense um and so you would find most often women being in the Zumba classes and being in the bar classes mm -hmm. and being in classes that are low intensity um, don't get you sweaty because who mm -hmm. wants to see a sweaty female? Cause we should be mm. 
yeah. very put together at all times. That's, that's we don't very, sweat. very, very interesting point. Yeah. Very. And even with clothing, like a lot of clothing too, for working out is not supportive. I remember, you know, back in high school and college, you would look at some brands and the sports bras and you'd be like, what are you supposed to do in that? Like, mm-hmm. you definitely can't run in it. You can't sprint in it. You can't, you know, do burpees in it. So what are you supposed to do? Um, it's definitely all of that is focused towards a certain image, maybe mm-hmm. very certain image. Yeah. A very yeah. certain body type. Um, mm. for sure. Having, I've always had bigger legs growing up. Thunder thighs is kind of a term that a buzzword. Thighs out, thighs out. Exactly. You got that front squat almost. <laughs> a, I think you have a 200 pound front squat though. <laughs> yeah. Getting, right. there, getting, getting there. Getting there. The back squat. The back, back squat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Fronts, fronts only at one, 155. We're getting there. We're growing. We're getting there. Fair enough. That's solid. Yeah. But, um, and even, and even material of leggings, like no one wants to ruin those leggings with a barbell. That's not the the focus of when they design this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it can be very subtle cues, but it's definitely a lot of the marketing and a lot of the, the active wear, a lot of it just makes you be in a more leisurely status when you're working out is mm-hmm. the target. It kind of pulls you into a certain like you said, subtly may pull females into a certain thinking they should train in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Definitely. Um, so when you, so as you early on in your training journey, um, kind of the other side of that, what were some positive uh, influences or positive resources that you sought out that you feel like shaped kind of who you are today and shaped you throughout your training journey? That's a good question. I think uh, growing up with soccer, there's definitely a few key um, soccer like females that are kind of we're leading the way a lot um, in terms mm-hmm. of. Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is like Mia Hamm. That was mm-hmm. definitely yeah. like an idol that we all looked up to when we were growing up playing soccer. Um, I think like seeing influencers, and that's not even the right term. That's like a a new term, but seeing those role <laughs> models as a better word, um, those professional badasses in yeah. the sport that you're playing was definitely a key, um, to kind of seeing your potential. Um, I think nowadays, like, I mean, media is everywhere, right. But you have to kind of search for what you are interested in. A lot of people I follow, for example, on Instagram are weightlifters. Yeah. Um, it's just something I'm interested in improving all the time, a big part of my life. And it's even better to see a lot of female weightlifters like kicking ass in the gym, lifting crazy weight. Just it's, it's definitely continues and kind of helps you want to achieve better and know that there's people out there working towards that. I understand that you are now certified. Well, I do know that because you work with project 13, <laughs> but <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that. And so, you know, you spent a period of time being what I like to call a fitness enthusiast. And I think all three of us would have fallen into that category at some point Mm -hmm. throughout our fitness journey. So what inspired you or what kind of pushed you to make this transition into getting into some coaching? So when I was in high school, I actually coached middle school volleyball. That was kind of my first introduction to coaching. Um, 
and it's it's fun to obviously teach someone a skill, but it's also very fun to see people progress in that skill when they didn't think they actually could do it. Um, I remember a lot of the time overhand serving in volleyball for middle schoolers is very difficult. A lot of upper body. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of coordination. Yeah, exactly. Tons of coordination, um, lots of strength to hit that ball over. Um, And it's definitely something, it might seem like a small goal for some people, but it was for some of the girls, it was definitely something they worked on all season. And it's stuff like that when you see them actually overhand serve in a game that was in their excitement with it, which is just something that's really valuable. I think in any type of coaching or leading or mentoring, whatever it may be. Um, that was kind of my first introduction. And then just kind of as I progressed, um, in fitness, I think I was always the friend that kind of would write workouts for people or kind of be the girl that's in the gym or, you know, people that was kind of part of who I was. And, and it's fun to like throw a workout with your friends every now and again. But I think what I really, and why I pursued it is just that, it's, it's something I missed. I hadn't had coaching for a while. Um, it's something I wanted to focus more on, kind of um, engage with more people. And I will say some of the clients that I work with, um, I remember one of my first clients that I worked with, one of my friends actually, but when she was able to do her first push-up not on her knees, I think, mm. I mean, push-ups are hard for anyone, but I yeah. think for females especially, push-ups are, can be really daunting. Um, and so seeing that kind of excitement and we see it in the gym all the time, um, at P13, when people are just able to achieve a greater range of motion or more strength, it's just something that I find valuable and really enjoyable. And then pairing it with something that I'm passionate about in fitness seemed like the perfect fit. Piggybacking off of that, what resources have you been using? I mean, other than P13 <laughs> to help guide you along your, your fitness journey here as well. Resources to just kind of learn different, like yeah, what learn opportunities how to coach and how to coach, how to, how to move things like that. Like programming, all that programming. Yeah. Yeah. Nutrition. I, think, I mean, so getting certified, obviously there's, a lot of content that you go through, uh, you learn kind of more of the kinesiology side of things, a lot of movement and how the body works. Um, you also learn how to approach clients and kind of how to maintain adherence is a big buzzword in learning how to coach. It's how do you keep your client interested? Um, especially now back to the media point, there's so many fun different, exciting workouts you can find on Instagram. But I think a big point of P13 is that you're, you know, consistently, progressively overloading. And you don't really get that with the the Instagram workouts. Right. You just get Uh, the sexy thing, not understanding the work that happened behind the scenes. Exactly. And you don't really understand the reason why you're doing it either. And I think that's something at P13. Um, the structure of our workouts day to day, you know, there's intentional prep work to set you up for the main section of the, the workout and then um, cool things down and expand your mobility for that, that range of motion that you're just working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, inside the gym, there's a lot of resources for nutrition. Um, I'm certified with precision nutrition focused on, you know, nutrition is a big thing too, that people often overlook. Um, and for me for years, I was hitting it so hard in the gym 
and I wasn't seeing the results that I expected from how hard I was going. And until I dialed in my nutrition, um, which is usually not the answer people want because nutrition is, you know, pretty difficult uh, to get a handle on consistently. It's very emotional. Um, a lot of emotional eating, a lot of stress relief comes with it. A lot of, um, engagements with friends and family, all of it's tied around food. Um, and so figuring out a way to balance your goals and prioritize your goals and fitness and nutrition, but also still like enjoy time with your friends and family. Um, that's something in coaching that you have to figure out how to approach each client because everyone's different. Um, everyone has different priorities. So there's definitely a lot of resources. I mean, there's a few, um, I mean, a few, again, people on Instagram that I follow that kind of do longer form content that kind of walk through actual studies, um, kind of a why eating protein post-workout might or might not, you know, be timing dependent, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. definitely interested in kind of always keeping up with content like that. Yeah. Now going through your your training for that with nutrition and this is more, I hope I don't come out sounding like an asshole with this question but <laughs> this is more so for female you empowerment. Sound like though. an asshole? Oh boy. <laughs> I don't think it's possible. No, but uh we'll so prep, prepping it warning us that he Just might sound it. like an asshole. Yeah, it, uh, that's the politeness that uh, that's the Canadian side of this conversation. But now when you're learning through this, any nutritional differences that are between genders mm-hmm. that you've heard that have been myths, maybe you can debunk some myths or here that you've experienced or that you've experienced as well. Um, I think I think just nutrition in general for women, the 1200 calorie diet yeah. is like mm. number one. Number mm-hmm. one, that somehow, somewhere, someone came up with that number and said, this is what women should eat. 1,200 calories is so low. My seven-month-old I mean, baby eats more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to sustain your, like, <laughs> your resting metabolic rate, let alone any activity that you add, yeah. on top of that is outrageous. I think one big thing with women is, like, I can only eat 1200 calories or else if I eat more, I'll get bulky. And if I eat more and if I weight lift, I'll turn into a monster. The Hulk. Yeah. (laughs) G-Hulk, I guess. G-Hulk, yeah. You'll just (laughs) bust out of all of your clothes overnight. Um, I think those two myths, like 1200 calories and if I lift, I'll get bulky, um, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of women choose not to go after weights. but um, Push it, yeah. Yeah, I think those are the two biggest things that you still see today. Um, I think for me, for nutrition, I've definitely had times where I was probably eating way too low for how much I was working out in terms of wanting to achieve that really lean look. And what I've been learning, especially over the past few months, um, I've started kind of reverse dieting. So trying to build up my metabolism again, and kind of rev things up again so I can eat more and more. I mean, with it comes, there might be some change on the scale, but in honesty, if you see it translate into the gym where you can lift that much more weight. And I think that's the more important part um, that a lot of people also, women specifically, get scared of. Um, yeah. And so and in turn, you, you, uh, your body composition most likely changes for the better in that case. Yeah. 
For sure. And even, even too, if you want to eventually kind of lose a few pounds for, you know, an upcoming event, if you have a wedding or whatever it may be, like we have, we all have commitments, right. And there's sometimes we want to look really good. I mean, a benefit from reverse dieting is usually you set your metabolic point at a higher rate. So then if you want to, you know, lose a few pounds, you don't have to eat as less, um, much less than you were before, which is definitely a benefit. So, um, I think educating people, especially women around the science of that is definitely something that, uh, can be improved on for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say adding on with the nutrition, you said you didn't start seeing changes until you started dialing that in. What were you seeing in the gym and maybe some body changes for yourself that you were experiencing once you dialed those in? Yeah. Um, I think in the gym, I mean, definitely just more energy overall. Um, as you eat more food, your body is knows that it's getting more food. Um, so it's it's kind of, I think it just prepares you better. I think mentally too, knowing that you're eating more and that you if you you know you have a really hard workout coming up in the gym, you're a bit more prepared for it instead of like, oh, I only ate you know, 12 or 1500 calories yesterday, this is going to be, it's going to be rough. Um, but I would say like in the past few months, I've definitely, I mean, I've like, we were talking about before PR'd my squat, my front squat, um, started benching again, which, uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Definitely skipped for, uh, for longer than I probably should. (laughs) Everybody loves bench. I, I, yeah. So I think it's, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think, just in the gym for sure. You'll, you'll see improvements. Um, definitely just an overall strength and ability to get through a workout. I mean, especially when you come to like a conditioning day, um, Mm. having that extra fuel definitely, definitely helps. I think as a woman too, especially, um, ensuring you have enough fat in your diet is key just from like a hormonal perspective. Um, ensuring you're not skipping on that is definitely important nutrition perspective, um, all plays a part. So one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up, um, we talked a little bit about this before we, we started the podcast today. Uh, so one thing that I think is a very big difference between men and women, women, obviously, Mm -hmm. is that women, um, have a biological cycle, right? That every month they go through and, um, and, you know, it, it impacts their biology and, and physiology tremendously, body temperature, um, hormone levels, all that stuff. So the, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on, and your experience on how you manage um, training, activity, nutrition as you go through uh, your cycle and like when you're on your period. I think so growing, it's definitely evolved um, over the years, I think it's growing up in sports. It's kind of something no one ever talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. like you, you didn't address it. Um, kind of taboo, I suppose. Yeah. It was just, it's just kind of not a topic people brought up. I think nowadays it's definitely, um, definitely has a lot more attention. I think people are less nervous about having that conversation. I mean, it's, it's straight up biology. So, um, I think for me, like managing previously, I would say like, if I knew my cycle was coming up, I probably previously probably would have been like, Oh, I'm not going to train as hard. I'm going to kind of take 
you know, rest and give my body the rest it needs. I think my mentality has kind of shifted a bit. I think, I think kind of staying active in that, you know, few days that you're experiencing your cycle is important just to get your body moving. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, if you, a lot of people deal with extreme cramps and kind of uncomfortable um, periods during that time. And I think like for anything, especially that though, like movement is key, getting outside, even if you're just going for a walk, you don't have to be like, you know, crushing it in the gym by any means, but Mm -hmm. staying active, um, ensuring that you're getting enough water, enough, um, protein, I think for sure plays an impact. Um, fats, like I was saying, keeping up Mm -hmm. and making sure that you're, you're hormonally balanced. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything I specifically eat like differently. Um, I would just ensure that like you probably get more tired during those times and kind of less willing to do stuff that you're normally used to. And so just kind of keeping that, um, keeping that pattern, especially cause you know, women have a tendency to have really strong cravings during that time. Yeah. And so I think it's good to allow your body to have that to a point, but also just making sure you, you don't kind of go off the deep end because then it's just going to really derail things later on. And then you'll just kind of get into that cycle every month um, mm-hmm. of that kind of yo-yo pattern with uh, binging maybe during those few days and then kind of trying to punish yourself for, for doing that in overcorrecting. Yeah. So allowing yourself to indulge some, but not letting that lead to a full on binge is probably what you would recommend for a lot of females. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely about balance. And I think too, like to the mental point, you know, some months may be easier than others. Some months may be harder than others. I don't think it's the same thing every single month. Um, it's definitely involved with stress, finding ways to like reduce stress in your body during those few days is definitely key as well. That'll kind of help curb, um, probably some cravings that you're dealing with, but, um, I think just movement, staying busy and kind of active, drinking a lot of water, um, and not letting yourself kind of fall into a slump. I think it's easy during those times. So you mentioned staying active, follow up question to that in your experience, at least, do you change intensity during that period of time? I would say personally, I have been blessed that I don't have like a difficult time, um, during my cycle. It's Mm -hmm. maybe it's just something I've overcome and I've kind of put to the side in terms of like my desire to train hard outweighs my desire to stay in bed. Um, so that might be part of it, but, um, I mean, I think in general, I think listen to your body, like ultimately, you know what your body wants that week. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what you want to do. You might maybe even just like use that time to try something different. Um, see if your body responds better to a different stimulus during that week than your normal training. Final points here. What would you advise to our maybe newer listeners out there, especially those who are females, what would you advise women about exercise before getting into it or as they're getting into it or while they're in the exercise? <laughs> <laughs> Pre, during, and post. All, all yes. of us. <laughs> hey, we, we, can, we encompass all, everything. Yeah, in we, do. we do. Yeah, we do. so like, yeah, so what would be the advice, maybe, good way to put this, 
Um, what would you tell your younger self mm. as you are getting into this journey that maybe you didn't know at the time, but you feel would be very helpful to have known? I think, wow. yeah, that was Deep. very, I got a <laughs> very introspective. Um, That's what we do here. <laughs> someone really told me our podcast is very philosophical. It was Winchell. What's Ooh. up, Winchell? What's up, Winchell? <laughs> Shout out. I like it. Um, I think one thing uh, that I found really important, progressive overload and actually having a smart program that you follow, um, I think is really important. I think sometimes probably in my past life, I would just go into the gym. I used to write my own workouts. I would have a little book I carried around with me, um, kind of plan it during, you know, my free time. And I think, you know, for the most part, it was probably decent, but I think it's, it's really good to develop a smart training program. And I think that's a key at P13. Like we definitely think through where things are going with the programming instead of like, Oh, this sounds fun for this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I think definitely because you're progressing towards something, but it's also the smart way to kind of utilize your body and the movement that you can do and kind of expand on that. Um, not going into the gym and just, you know, busting out a crazy workout. Yeah. Yeah. It's just as much as you might get a sweat and as much as you might, you know, your Apple watch might say you burned 700 calories, which in my personal opinion, don't pay attention to (laughs) trackers. I concur with that statement. (laughs) We agree. Yeah. That is P13 Um, certified. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but definitely smart programming is, is definitely something I wish I had kind of focused on earlier. Um, and then I think like to the nutrition side of things, um, definitely eat more, definitely focus on protein. Um, I have a lot of friends who I see, you know, I'll be with them throughout a weekend and I'll be like, I don't, I'm just curious to see like how much under eating of protein most women um Mm -hmm. are doing and so i think and under eating in general maybe yeah yeah and you don't like understand and it's it's to the point of uneducation you just don't know kind of the direct impact of that um so definitely eat more eat protein and i think um mobility Man, I wish someone told me at 16. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> that to get very, you know, my hip mobility, both of you can attest, it's definitely a subpar. I've seen worse. There's room for improvement. <laughs> I'll say that. I've seen worse. You're getting there. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. You're We're squatting going. without pain, though. Yeah. I am which squatting is a big without step. pain. Huge step. Big step. That's, yeah, that's a good point. If you are in pain, Try and figure out why you're in pain. Yeah. Listen to your body. Bring it up. Ask someone. Um, see, you know, seek help. Uh, don't try and just like squat through it or push through it because usually there's something else going on. Um, but yeah, going back to mobility, I mean, that's it's something that everyone skips over because it's at the end and it's like, well, I'm done with my workout and it's not contributing to anything that I directly see immediately. Um, so I think I wish, I wish there was just classes in high school for mobility, just in, you know, a maybe nice that's 30 the future minute. of P13. Ooh. Maybe mobility classes. 
I think awesome. uh, I think it's great. And with that, with that, well, with let's Josh. give Chantel a big thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you, Chantel, for your time. Really value your perspective. uh, Very insightful. Very insightful. And uh, I know I learned some stuff. I did um, that I didn't that I didn't previously previously know or understand. So appreciate the insight and perspective, and really hope that the listeners, um, you know, take take some things away from this as well. Absolutely. And uh, with that, would you like to hit our tagline? Ooh, we have to tell her what it is first. Yeah, maybe she knows. So, and with that, avoid the bullshit. Boom. Is, is that what it was? Nailed it. That was it. <laughs> Nailed it. She got it. First try there, folks. First That's how I'm going to sign try. off on all of my meetings at work. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms, and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, at Project13Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga, that's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at Project13Gyms.com, and if you're in the SF area, Come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.